the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. Couple minutes after 4. And uh, how you doing? Happy Friday. Forecast we'll do here in a second. And I uh, want to tell you about the show. It's coming up. It's a pretty cool show today. Uh, Forecast-wise, on the cloudy side, I love days like this. They're a little cool, but uh, they're calming. I like cloudy days, cloudy, rainy days. Uh, a few showers may happen. Then eventually clearing out tonight, low 30. On the cloudy side tomorrow, some sunshine, uh, perhaps in the afternoon. May get a shower or two later in the day. 49 the high. A little cooler on Sunday, a high of 47. Kind of cloudy and rainy early on. We may get some sunshine by Sunday afternoon. Uh, as far as sports goes, you got a lot going on. The Flyers won 5-3 last night over Carolina. Claude Giroux, a couple of goals, a couple of assists. And uh, newcomer Morgan Frost with a goal in his uh, second Flyers game, NHL game. It's actually, he's done that twice now. And uh, they're home tomorrow against Calgary at 1 o'clock. So Morgan Frost, the newcomer, scored in his first game and a second game. Sixers home tonight against San Antonio at 8. And the Eagles are home Sunday afternoon, 1 o'clock, against Seattle. Um, yeah, man, there's a lot going on today. Uh, we have a special guest who will be dropping in. We also have a friend of mine whose name is Bill Lurwick. And Bill um, has done radio for many years. He's not in the field at the moment. But he had quite a, a, a thing happen about eight, nine years ago. He had triple bypass surgery. He had, you know, he's a big guy and hadn't taken care of himself so much. And uh, anyway, he has a story to share for a little bit. So we're going to talk to him. Um, we have another guest coming up here in just a second. Before any of that, also, just a quick note, a reminder about A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, the new Mr. Rogers movie. It's about how Mr. Rogers showed the world how kindness and love can triumph over cynicism I really enjoyed seeing this film. Earlier this week, we had a listener showing, and uh, I encourage you to take your family to see it. Uh, know that it is partly like you might expect, if you are familiar with Mr. Rogers from the early days, but there's also a, a definite seriousness to this film, uh, because it's not just about Mr. Rogers and the lessons he taught while he had the TV show, but it's really the impact he had in other people's lives. So this story in particular, the film, has to do with, uh, there's, a, there's a parallel story going on there, and you're you're seeing... Mr. Rogers through the eyes of somebody else whose life was completely changed by knowing him. So anyway, find out more about that. You can check it out. I'm sure you can uh, you know Google it online. I think it opens up next week. Earlier this week, we had an advanced showing. We do that every uh, every so often. It's pretty cool. If you're part of the Rewards Club with WFIL, we send out notices when we have these advanced screenings, which are cool because, number one, they are in advance before the public gets the same in general, and they're free. So uh, we had a full house at the AMC Theater in Plymouth Meeting, and Hope it won't be long before we get to do it again. We'd love to have you there if you want to join in. Again, just uh, hit the rewards club up at WFIL.com. Uh, but so our first guest for the hour, though, and we have our pun segment at the end. There's a lot to do. Uh, but our first guest 
I was mentioning the Flyers a minute ago and how they won last night 5-3 over Carolina and how newcomer Morgan Frost scored a goal, uh, which is the second time now in, in the two games he's played in you know, professional hockey with the Flyers. And uh, from the Flyers, we have their manager of broadcasting and media services, uh, Brian Smith with us. Brian, how you doing, my friend? Good, Tim. How are you? Wonderful. Nice win over Carolina last night. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, it's one of those games where you uh, you don't realize it maybe at the time while it's happening, but uh, you know, you, you look at that game and lose it, and you're five points back of that team. Now you're one. It's one of those yeah quintessential four point games. So it's uh, a good one for them to get uh, headed into this uh, this weekend here. Yeah, Claude Giroux did a, obviously start of the game, couple goals, couple assists, and it's nice to see him. Uh, continuing to to come around, and uh, the team definitely obviously needs him to make a make a serious run come playoff time. So. Oh, absolutely, and uh, yeah, he's uh, seems to seems to bring out the best in Morgan Frost or the other way around because uh, you don't see a guy start like that too often. What Morgan Frost has been able to do here, so that's been encouraging as well. I have to see if it can last. Yeah, well, for those uh, you know, if they don't know Morgan Frost, of course, it's just a couple of games now. But I guess we got, he played his first uh, game earlier in the week and got a goal in his debut, which is one of a couple dozen Flyers who have done that over the years. So it's still a nice thing. But by scoring again last night, he becomes one of just six who ever scored in their first two games. And that list is a mixed bag of players you won't remember and others that certainly are you do remember. I'm, I'm, yeah. yeah. So we actually narrowed it down to five this morning too. <laughs> really. Some, uh, Okay. There were some semantics involved. Uh, Bill Sutherland was one of them, and Bill scored the first goal in Flyers history yes. um, back in uh, 1967. Um, it turns out that Bill Sutherland played a couple of playoff games for the Montreal Canadiens back in 1963. Uh, so wow. for purposes of the NHL debut, the league actually considers that to be his NHL debut, not the um, – not the Flyers game. So I guess officially it's five. If you want to just talk regular season, it's six. It's, it's semantics because, uh, you know, over 800 players probably played for this franchise, if not more, over the years. And, uh, um, you know, to be one of five or six to do that is pretty special. Well, it's kind of funny, Brian. We have a feature we just started for fun, with, uh, you know, how Letterman has his top ten list or whatever. We have an occasional contest that we call it the top five or six because of the 560 frequency. <laughs> so this totally fits. Fit. Name the five or six players in Flyers history who scored a goal in their first two games. Morgan Frost, get your jerseys now, perhaps. Uh, you know, uh, do you happen to have uh, an aptly named, of course, player? Um, but hey, do you happen to already, I'm guessing, because you, you do a lot of prep for these things. Uh, so should he score tomorrow afternoon against Calgary? Do you know what, what that happened? What, what will happen? Uh, will he be the only one ever to do that or? I believe he is. I haven't double-checked yet, um, but I, I, I'm pretty sure he will be. Um, the only person I think that might be on that list with him is Glenn Dross. Yeah. And uh, I haven't had a chance to look it up just yet, but um, but it's pretty rare, uh, regardless of uh, only one or one of a couple. But it's, yeah, it, hasn't, it hasn't happened very often, that's for sure. But we'll, we'll get to that uh, hopefully before uh, puck drop tomorrow. Yeah. Brian Smith, manager of broadcasting media services with us, also does – uh, between periods on the away games. So you're not going to be busy for a little while yet because the team's home for a bit. And some interesting teams coming, though. Uh, Vancouver, you know, get to see them very often on Monday. And then Detroit for Black Friday, uh, 4 o'clock game there, too. So it's kind of a neat stretch here and a holiday time to be able to be home, right? It's nice for you not to have to be on the road with the family and everything, I'm sure. Yeah, I was telling somebody the other day, I'm, I, or, uh, I'm, it's, it's – uh, 
you know, getting a lot of time off, at least it's not as much time off this week as a lot of other people do, but uh, I can remember being in the minors and uh, being in uh, some, some lovely locales uh, in a small motel on Thanksgiving, like Moline, Illinois, and hmm. Asheville, North Carolina, and stuff like that. So, uh, so it definitely beats that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's always a fun thing to have that, uh, that, that Black Friday game and, and get out of the house a little bit. And, uh, you know, it, um, it's moved around over the years here because um, NBC kind of took it as a exclusive TV window um, yeah. a few years back. And so that's why we play at weird hours like 11 a.m., 4 p.m. and stuff like that every now and then. Because uh, if we're not on NBC for that game, we have to uh, start it outside their window. So, uh, but it's still, uh, you know, it's still a good time and uh, you know one of those dates to look forward to on the calendar every year. That's a four, yeah, four o'clock this time. I remember sometimes it's one, and as you say, eleven. So just so folks know that they're hanging around, and I'm looking forward. Like I have two sons who are 21 and 19. They're coming in from Florida to spend the weekend, and it's just nice to be yeah. able to settle in together and catch a game or whatever it might be. So um, It seems to be one of those times and years when everybody is quote-unquote home, or at least a lot of people are. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, a lot of times it's people coming back and uh, you know, getting back here for the first time for a while. That's good. Last thing for you, Brian, too. I know you're busy getting ready for th- you know the weekend as well. Um, so the Flyers at this point, I guess, you know, the season could be worse, could be better. They're, you know, they're settling in here. They had a nice streak of winning, then they lost a few, and then they got the win last night. Uh, feeling around the team as far as, you know, getting their legs under them and saying, okay, let's, let's take this next chunk of season here and see if we can make a run at getting to the upper echelon of things. Well, they're in a really good spot right now, and it's it's interesting to look at it because you know I kind of feel the same way you described it. You know, certainly could could be better, but um, when you look at year over year, this team right now is is, is the best it's been since the eleven twelve season, which is the year they uh, last won a playoff series and that hmm. uh, that win over Pittsburgh that year. Um, twenty six points is the most they've had through twenty two games since that season. Um, the uh, some of the other numbers too, uh, the, the goals for are in parallel with that time of year. Really, this team is trending a lot more toward the teams of the uh, you know, 2008 to 2012 run there that had uh, considerable success right. than it is the last seven years. So they're in a really good spot. And that, you know, to, to, it's kind of even more encouraging that it could be even better if you look at a couple of games that have uh, you know gotten away from them a little bit here. You could be talking about uh, an even better spot. But uh, you know, in this day and age in this NHL, you really are just trying to get into the playoffs. Um, you know, the, the Islanders are uh, unbeaten in 15 games, and that's great. It's all fine and good. I don't know anybody that would turn that down. But, um, you know, it's got to translate to success in the spring. And all you got to do is ask the Tampa Bay Lightning about that. And, uh, you know, you, you find that uh, what, what you do with, at this time of year, uh, as long as you get in, uh, it doesn't necessarily matter because you can be uh, – knocked out in the first round uh, just right quick. But you don't get the opportunity to do those upsets if you don't get in. So you know, as long as the Flyers can uh, can maintain where they're at, uh, stay with the teams around them, win the games they should win, um, you know, steal a couple of games against the teams that are ahead of them in the standings, they'll be in a good spot when the uh, springtime rolls around. That's, uh, that, that's the goal in, in, in this league right now just because every team is so, so good. I mean, there's no – it's not like the old NHL where a third of the teams were, were weren't any good, and you were always going to win those games. Uh, right. Any game, any team can win on any given night. So it's uh, just a matter of trying to find that consistency, and uh, you know, not not settling for anything, and seeing where you can get. 
Sounds good. Brian, thanks for taking time to chat a little bit today. Enjoy your weekend. And I know you do have one quick you know, jaunt out of town for the Columbus game on Wednesday, which should be – that's the most travel day of the year. So you get to be on the road for that. <laughs> Enjoy. But then you do get to Thank be home. Thank goodness for charters. Yep. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Yeah. Well, enjoy your weekend, and we'll chat again sometime. Thanks again, my friend. All right, Tim. Thank you. All right. Brian Smith, manager, broadcasting and media services for the Philadelphia Flyers. You'll also catch him on the air between periods of the away games the Flyers play. We have a brief break to take. We'll come back with a friend I mentioned uh, that at the top of the show. His name is Bill Lerwick, and he's quite a story to share. We'll do that for a little segment or two. And then we also have a special guest in studio joining us before the program's over. And we have our fun pun segment to do that. And maybe if we can shoehorn a couple giveaways in, we'll do that as well. It's Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. You're listening to a podcast of the Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Four seventeen of the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL, WFIL.com. And on the app, too. You can download the app free from WFIL.com and carry us with you wherever you go on that smartphone or tablet of yours. Uh, bringing in now my friend Bill Lerwick, who's a longtime friend in multiple ways, multiple parts of life and, and seasons and stuff like that. How you doing, buddy? Hey, Tim. Thanks for having me on. My privilege. We've gone, we go back in and out uh, many different ways over the years, and you've had a lot of years in radio, uh, as, as I have, among other things. And uh, you're doing some other stuff with your life now that God's you know, taking you in different directions, too. But Wanted to chat with you also about some pretty cool things God's done with you health-wise, and there's a lot to your story. So maybe just do a quick quick background, uh, I guess, on the radio part. We'll start there since we share that in common, just some of the radio stuff you've done and, and your background in that. Well, hey, absolutely, certainly. And uh, we have done this for a few days. I like to say that we're seasoned. Yes. KG um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> veterans. Uh, yeah, we're seasoned KG veterans. Um Man, we, we uh, have both been in and out of Christian radio and radio for, for a long time. I'm in uh, Nashville, Tennessee area right now, Franklin, uh, to be specific. And uh, I have been out of radio full-time for a couple of years and been doing real estate full-time. But, man, I started in radio in 1988. Gosh, is, it, is that even possible? Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. 1988 in uh, northwestern Minnesota. Um, but I'm born and raised Bucks County, the Chamonix High School graduate, uh, class of 82. And um, for all the millions of alumni listening right now, yes. um, go Redskins. Uh, I've been on oh, that yeah. uh, long journey of radio for, I did 28 years in radio, in eight years in mainstream, and 20 years in Christian radio. And uh, a couple of years ago, God open doors for me to head down to Nashville from Delaware, where I had been the program director for station, 88.7 The Bridge in Delaware. Yeah. And we moved down here and uh, have been loving life here ever since. But uh, uh, you can take the boy out of the radio, but you can't take the radio out of the boy. <laughs> well, and you don't have to. It's a good thing. Usually it's like gum on your shoe. You get back into it. You can't get away from it. And maybe eventually you'll be back. Well, you're doing it today. So there you are. So, uh, right. yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. That's great. And I definitely wanted to, you know, this platform, since I've been back on the air here, uh, I, I'll share that this, the station's about, uh, you know, wanting to help people first and foremost with the Lord and helping them, you know, 
point people to Christ, but there are other ways you can help people too, everyday life stuff, information and all that. Um, we hope that the station is more than just you like us. We really want it to be a blessing to people. And so um, something that you've been through in your lifetime, because uh, I, I know you post the photo annually as, as gratitude to God has to do with your health. And tell, tell about yeah. that story a bit and what God's done for you over the years and what he's been teaching you. Well, every day since October 4th, 2010 is a bonus day for me. Hmm. Every day is a bonus day because uh, October 4th, 2010, at the age of 45, I underwent triple bypass uh, open heart surgery. Hmm. Um, I, I, it's, it's quite a story, Tim. I had been in uh, South America the week before I had this emergency surgery and had symptoms of um, heart failure and heart issues, and I ignored it. And I thought it was um, some kind of sickness related to the region I was in in South America. We were at a high elevation. I was in Ecuador. And I thought, maybe I'm, this is my third trip here, but maybe this elevation sickness they talk about is finally catching up with me. Hmm. And uh, at the time, I was working and program directing a, a Christian radio station in Kansas. And we flew back to Kansas on a Sunday. And uh, Monday morning, I went into work. And Kansas is as flat as it gets. And I came from 11,800 feet keto, which would be, you know, comparable to, to Denver and, and, and the Rockies, if you've ever been out in that area. Yeah. So I went from a very high elevation to completely flat elevation, and I had the exact same, same symptoms I had had in South America in flatland Kansas. Symptoms like what? And like like just shortness of breath or what yeah, were you feeling? shortness of breath and um, sweating and tightness in my neck and tightness in my chest. And um, I, I called my uh, my family and I said, I need to, I need you to make me a doctor's appointment. Hmm. And my family said, okay, we'll make you a doctor's appointment. You know, what day is good for you? And I said, no, I need to make you to make me one right away. Hmm. And so I, uh, I got, a, I got, got to the emergency room and I lived in a small town in Western Kansas and um, I got, my blood pressure was elevated and, and let me add as a side note, um, I had been in Ecuador that, that week before, and I had to, I was really blessed and fortunate to be able to be friends with a missionary, uh, several of them who ministered to the Warani tribe, which are the tribe, is the tribe that was featured in the movie The End of the Spear. Yeah. And the, the tribe that missionary Jim Elliott uh, lost his life trying to, to, to lead to Jesus. Right. And that week before, I had been in a, in a Cessna aircraft with one other gentleman and a pilot, and we flew down the river where Jim Elliott lost his life and went to be with Jesus. We flew over that beach, and we flew into a landing strip, a dirt landing strip on that tribe, and it was a once-in-a-lifetime experience for me. I'll never forget it. And, but the thing that I remember the most about that trip is when, before we got on the plane— I had to get on a scale and weigh myself and cause there was cargo on that plane and there was a weight limit on that plane, you know, and I got on the scale and I was 312 pounds mm. and I just could not believe that. And I kind of shrugged it off anyways. Um, got back to Kansas, didn't have a heart attack. Um, got the medicine to calm me down. And that was a Monday. We went to the ER uh, Wednesday. I did a stress test Thursday. I had a heart cast. And woke up from the heart cath, and they said, I said, what'd you do? And they said, hey, nothing. You need bypass surgery. And I said, what? 
I'm 45 years old. And they said, yeah, we're wheeling you across the street to the hospital right now. Wow. And, uh, wow. it was, it was my worst nightmare. I just couldn't believe it. And I said, I'm too young for this kind of thing. And then, then I realized everything that happens to everybody else is actually happening to me. You know, that thing that you think about that's never going to happen to you. Yeah. You know, it always happens to everybody else. It was happening to me and I couldn't control it. And I had done all that to myself. So I had the surgery, successfully came through that, um, lost uh, 80 pounds. And, and by the grace of God, I've kept it off. Um, yeah, well, and healthy. Bill Lurick is our guest. Just have a quick break. We're going to take. I want to uh, pause right now. It's a good spot because we want to uh, hear what happened after the surgery and the realization. Because, uh, well, anyway, we'll take a quick break. Bill Lurick is our guest. Known him for years, uh, mostly through radio, uh, and he's sharing his story. If you're just tuning in about uh, this this heart procedure, triple bypass, after you know his, his um, gotten out of shape there and uh, to to a large degree and and yet God has allowed him to, to live this second chapter. So brief break. We'll come back in a second. Um, also, just a quick reminder before I forget, the Weekend to Remember Marriage Conference, that's starting tonight, and it's not too late to register for it. I know sometimes I'm a last-minute person sometimes. WFIL.com, click the Weekend to Remember Marriage banner. A million and a half couples worldwide have enjoyed this and then found it to be very, very helpful, whether your marriage is going pretty well or not so well, somewhere in between. And if you enter the promo code weekend, you get $100 off the registration cost for the couple. So uh, tap into that. Again, the registration code, uh, just weekend. I typed it in at WFIL.com. All right. And that's happening in King of Prussia tonight through Sunday. Even if you can only go for part of it, uh, you're welcome to do that. And you can even go for just one day if that's what it comes to for you. All right, brief break. We'll continue our chat with Bill in a second. We also have a very special guest in the studio joining us following that. It's the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. It's 429, the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thanks for listening in. Chat with my friend Bill Lerwick, who has been a radio buddy of mine for many years. He also... Uh, is doing uh, real estate at the moment. He's in uh, Nashville, where God's led him, uh, or Franklin, I guess it is, uh, the last couple of years. But every October, he posts a picture on Facebook uh, since having triple bypass surgery, I guess it was 2010, and how God has given him a second life. And so we've just been chatting about some of those things related to, uh, how, you know, the the heart issues in the first place and the, and the being out of shape type of stuff. And so just wanted to pick up there and continue on as far as, uh, you know, Many times, those uh, those of us who are listening, you know, we we're, we will wait till something really bad happens or almost bad happens. And in your case, having uh, almost a heart attack and all the symptoms you were experiencing when you were overseas and when you came back home. And uh, I mean, what was it like for you as far as kind of getting the message? Because you knew you were, you know, overweight and all that, but uh, hadn't actually, you know, done something about it. And it took me that to really get my attention. Um, yeah. I ate to cope with a bad marriage I was in. Hmm. And uh, my marriage was really struggling for a long time, and my coping mechanism was food. And, you know, growing up in the Philadelphia area in Bucks County, man, I love soft pretzels. I love pizza. I love pasta. You know, I love Wawa. <laughs> I yes. love all those places, you know? <laughs> and and, and my enough. coping mechanism was... was I'm getting you know, hungry, when, Bill. When my marriage was... What's that? I'm getting hungry, Bill. No, go I ahead. I am, too. And I <laughs> already ate lunch. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, I'm sorry I did that to you. Uh, 
Yeah, and that was my coping mechanism to eat, to um, to, to medicate myself. And everybody has something, you know, yeah. that they try and medicate themselves with instead of instead of their relationship with Jesus or what you know, whatever whatever you want it to be, you know. And and so for me, it was that. And when I had the surgery, you know, by the grace of God, I didn't even have a heart attack. It's it's remarkable. You know, I didn't have a heart attack in South America. I made it back to the United States to have surgery at a good hospital in Kansas and Wichita. And and God woke me up that day. And and after during my recovery, it was like, wow, uh, I, I want to live every day. You know, this is this is real. You've got a second chance. I remember going to my cardiologist and my six month checkup. And the worst thing you can do after you have a life changing surgery like that is is go on Google. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. I've been type in what you had done. And, um, I did that. And, um, <laughs> well, it was bad. And I, I remember going to my cardiologist at my six month checkup and saying, Holy cow, doc, am I going to die in 10 years? And he's like, no, 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 no. Those are, those are all older people, you know, in their seventies who've had the surgery and, and you're young and you literally restarted your life. And so for anyone who's listening, whatever it is you're going through, whether it's addiction, whether it's a weight loss thing, whether it's a bad marriage, you know, every, every morning, uh, God's mercies are new. And when, when that thing happens to you, whatever it might be, and you might think it's the worst thing in the world, it's, that setback is just the stage for a great comeback mm-hmm. that God has planned for your life. And ever since October 4th, 2010, I've, you know, there's been ups and downs, peaks and valleys, hills and valleys, you know, yeah. it has been perfect all the time, but every day is a bonus. And actually, I was exercising this morning in my garage, and I, I try and exercise, you know, four to six days a week. And, and I don't eat the greatest all the time. I, I enjoy all of God's food still. Yes. I, had a thank, I was at a Thanksgiving lunch today at my, my realtor agency, but I only had about half of a plate. I didn't have a full plate. Okay. You know, good stuff. Yeah. And I only had like, I only had one bite of a cookie and put it back, you know? Yeah. And uh, on the plate for someone else to finish? Is that, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Tonight I'll probably have a cupcake. But, but every day, is a bonus. And no, no matter what you're facing, I can get you through it. And, and I'll tell you the two things I learned the most are that fear and shame will keep you down. Those are the two things in everybody's life that holds them back. And those are the enemy's greatest tools at keeping us from our reaching our potential. Each one of us have a potential. Each one of us have a gifting and an ability and fear and shame are the two greatest tools of the enemy to keep you down. And uh, we all know how that works in our lives. And then we play that comparison game with people. And the comparison game just steals our joy. So, hey, if you want to check out my Facebook page, it's it's just real simple. My name it's Bill Lerwick, L-U-R-W-I-C-K. For anyone listening, yeah. they can go look back over uh, you know October's and anniversaries and and see my before and after pictures and. And every day is a bonus to me. Every yeah. day is a bonus. Every day I get to see uh, the Phillies hire a new manager. Every day I get to see the Eagles try and make the playoffs, you know. Yeah. Every day I see the Flyers with their, their new young blood, uh, you know, doing their thing. The Sixers are finally not in the process, you know. <laughs> <laughs> every day is a bonus. So I just want to encourage anybody who's listening, um, whatever it is you're facing, whatever it is, whatever mountain it is, um, if God's trying to get your attention, if there are warning signs, then then listen and take action because, you know, you've got this one life and you've got these so many days because we all know 
in each of our lives, people in our lives who have been taken home to be with Jesus before we think it's their time. And every day is a gift for every one of us, not just me, because I've had that life-changing experience. Every day for every one of us is a gift. So today, if you need to make a change, do it today. Don't wait till tomorrow. And I know Thanksgiving's coming up and Christmas and New Year's and all this great food and stuff. That's great. Don't wait till tomorrow to start because you know what? Um, those are just a couple of years, meals out of the year. Go ahead and eat Thanksgiving dinner. Go ahead and be with your family and have Christmas dinner. But don't put off making that change, especially if it's weight loss, until after the holidays are over. Yeah, you can just start, start look. You can start looking and oh, you know what? With all the holidays, start January. Yeah, and then then you've you've written off six weeks instead of like you said. Okay, enjoy yourself on those two days and maybe a little bit here and there, but be careful. You don't have to throw all caution to the wind and. And just, you know, like that on, on that topic. But even at a deeper level, like you said, whether whatever addiction or, or challenge, rather than turning to the Lord when you have pressure in your life, don't turn to the other things and be encouraged to, to lean into him because he's going to be the one who gets you through. And like you said, his mercies are new every morning, even if you know, you're know you struggling at a low point right now to, uh, yeah. to say, you know. So, Bill, yeah, thanks, for, thanks for calling it, in, my friend. You're, wel- it, you're welcome, brother. And, and hey. I appreciate you allowing me and uh, giving me a platform to share about my story. It's really not my story. It's really, it's really God's story in my life. And so I live every day to the fullest. Um, I don't let stuff bother me that uh, hmm. used to bother me. I still get mad at people in traffic, you know, um, <laughs> but I don't let stuff bother me like it used to because every day is a gift. And for me and for each one of us, if we really truly look at it that way, every day is a gift. And if we live every day, like that with our with our life in view of the gift that it is and in view of eternity we're going to have a great life no matter what amen thank you my friend enjoy your weekend great to connect with you again happy thanksgiving to everybody in the philadelphia area and uh, timmy appreciate you go eagles that's it (laughs) that's it all right man Bill Lurick, my guest. Brief break. We'll come back with a very special in-studio guest. Uh, Hmm. Yeah. We'll do that in about three minutes. It's Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. One and only Joe Hartnett, who will. There's no T in the middle. So, is that? Did you say Hartnett or? Did I say Hartnett? I thought maybe Hartnett. No, it's Hartnett. Now help me out, Tim. Right? <laughs> You're jumping your introduction. Just sit there and be quiet. Tim Demar show rolling along. The forecast, which is next, is cloudy. Cloudy. 54 the high, clear night, low 30. It says right here. 30 right here. Tomorrow, Tomorrow. still cloudy. Still cloudy. Little sun, shower two. Shower two. My little sun has grown to 25. 49 the high tomorrow. Sunday, cloudy, rainy early, like on the way to church perhaps, a little, you know. Then a little sun in the afternoon, high 47. Flyers 5-3 over Carolina. Claude Giroux, couple goals, couple assists. Yes, yes, you know. Yes, Claude Giroux, you know. Morgan Frost, the newcomer. He oh. scored in his first game as a player and his second game as a, as a flyer, you know. I've seen several of his movies. He uh, is aptly named because he plays hockey. He has never heard that joke before, by the way. The fact that his last name is Frost. The Sixers are home tonight against San Antonio at 8, and the Eagles are home Sunday afternoon in the rain against Seattle at 
uh, one o'clock. Mm. So let's see, man. There's a lot going on. Before I forget, uh, beautiful day in the neighborhood. That was earlier this week mm-hmm. that we had that showing. It's a story about Mr. Rogers and how he showed the world how kindness and love can triumph over cynicism. I really enjoyed the movie. I encourage you to take your family to see it, as we had for our listeners in the Rewards Club. If you are a Rewards Club member, Joe, yeah. you can go to movies for free with WFIL every now and again. Can you say Rewards Club? Sure. You're I kidding. knew you could. <laughs> there you go. I like that. <laughs> So uh, join the Rewards Club. We have actually a lot of free stuff we dish out every now and again. And, right on, uh, the, on the webpage, by the way. If you go to the webpage, WFIL.com. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's where you can join free. So do it over the weekend sometime. Surely. Take, take you a second. Don't call me Shirley. So so our special guest this, uh, this segment is is Joe Harnett with I no remember team. him. I yeah. remember that guy. Now, uh, first of all, you've been a reader how many years? Put this microphone near your face. You should know better, young man. 47. 47 years. 47. Now, during the last year and a half, which is, I think you were saying in the hallway the other day, has been the best year and a half of your life, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. Right. That's when, what I said. Like I coinciding said with the, I mean, the on air part. Who doesn't know that? I know that. Yeah. So during that last year and a half, since mm. we started this afternoon show. Yes. You've been producing admirably. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. And you earned the moniker, the hardest working producer. In show business. In Philadelphia Philadelphia. Radio. Yes, between 402 and 458.50. Exactly. And the rest of the day, I can't vouch for. (laughs) Well, you know, the the word nap is on my front door. So uh, the the office there. (laughs) So those those minutes, if anyone ever doubted, they could just listen to the podcast and they would hear excellence from start to finish. All the songs you would go track down. Yeah. You know, we have a theme yeah. show. Like when we had Jim Spaulding in for the cardiac show about the heart thing. You got all those oh, heart songs. Remember? Yeah, you got to have heart. Right. And miles the, and miles. Right. And many others. Yes. So that was hard work for you. You set up a lot of interviews for this program. Yes, I did. And, and researched things like we had, remember one show we had uh, the Bat Company out of King of Prussia? Oh, yes. Right. They made... Um Bryce, uh, Bryce, Bryce Harper's, Harper's bat. Bryce Harper's bat. Yeah, so we saw that was in a news article somewhere. So we said, these guys are in King of Prussia. Let's find them. Yeah. So we did, yeah. Yeah. And so you had him on the air. Right, and among, among many others. Certainly. Right. So so all of this to say, folks may be like, I don't think I've heard – Tim hasn't really been talking to Joe this week. Is he – are they mad? Are they on bad terms? Is there, is there an issue? Well, and, no, he's been fired. So what <laughs> happened was <laughs> – so it all started when I was born. No. Yeah, <laughs> River Edge, New Jersey. It was in Teaneck. I retired on Friday. So last Friday, yeah, last Friday, and I've been here twice already this week because you <laughs> wanted me to pull a box out of your office that was full of stuff that I don't even who knew who owns. All your stuff. I said, Joe, clean up no, your desk before you go. There was a camera that Ann owns in there. All right. Well, I missed one I thing. Missed one thing. So to clarify, I said, Joe, we're mm-hmm. going to miss you. Make sure to clear out your desk. Make sure though. you take this. So, well, so I go into the office the day after he leaves, and it's kind of like everything's still there. You did take your golf balls. But uh, there was I like did. a, a well, thousand I, you of know, them. You know the prank I have going, right? I mean, that's what's. No, but well, yeah, yeah, yeah that's going to that. happen. Okay, that's so happen. anyway, so yeah, you came back, you took your stuff, bothered people, but I was like, we didn't really have a proper little send off. Send off, yeah. Thought of getting a cake, didn't do that. I mean, yes, not, we did, didn't well, we? We did for your luncheon, but for the yeah. show here, right? We did really didn't do anything today. I thought, well, let's get coffee one last time, and then I find out you're actually bringing it. Yes, I did. I I, I texted you, and then I I texted Danny inside there, and yes, who is the new Joe Harnett? 
Well, I don't think that's a fair – first of all, that, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. So, I mean, there's really only one hardest working producer in Philadelphia radio. That moniker is now officially retired. Oh, hashtag don't bring it up again. I have to find a new one for Danny. Yeah. Okay. So, so there's that. But let's talk for a minute about you. Yes. Because you, you – know, Tim, right? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> What are you going to do Help from four out. to five every day when you're used to <laughs> – who are you going to harass? <laughs> no, really. I I don't know. I, I've been – lately, I've been walking a lot in the woods with my dog. Okay. And Bella. Bella must love that. Bella's she's like – low. Ooh, Today, she was after two deer. I haven't seen her run like this. Now, she's 10, so we're both about the same age. Yes, of course. So um, – <laughs> According to yeah. Lauren Green. Yeah. And do the Alpo man. Yeah. Right. So, uh, so she took off. She really – she was – wow. She was – young again so yeah. dispel the rumor okay because because r-u-m-o-r some people is that say, how you spell the rumor what's happening around here is people are like did oh. you drive joe off were you too hard on him did you make him oh. work too hard did he finally say i can't take it anymore your wife right well anyway so <laughs> your wife said but that. i said no joe has aspirations and yeah. perspirations he's when, well when you and i Saw each other two years ago. Yeah. Was it two years ago? Yeah. Uh, I told you as you were coming in the door, I said, look, I'm going to retire soon. Yeah. So, you know. You finally know made good happen. on your promise. But I you, finally made good. But it's not because, you know, you're tired of being here. Far no. from it. Yeah. You actually just have stuff you want to do. You got oh, some writing, I, the, right? Yes, there are some, there's some things I really want to do. Yeah. Yeah. want to do some writing. A lot of writing. Yeah. You're, and for, we've alluded fun. to that on the program, but you've done a lot of you've done some screenplays and yes. are they yes. partially done? Any of them fully done? Oh, they're all fully done. Yeah, okay. But uh, and Jonathan Winters read one. You saw the note, and uh, he said, "Don't ever write me it. again. Don't ever you stay away from me." <laughs> now, what did he say? He said, "He said uh, I like this, but there's I can't do anything about it. I'm only an actor. Please send it to Robin, Robin, Robin Williams." Yeah. Really? Yeah. So, what was the what was the screenplay? Was it? It a, was a sequel to "It's a Mad, 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 Mad World," which is a classic film. It is a classic film, and it turn, it's my favorite movie. It's my brother, my late brother's favorite movie, and it's, I wrote it for Pat. Yeah. So, uh, Pat's friend actually, I was using him as a sound, not a sounding board, but as a cheerleader. Because if you're writing a long term, two year, three year project, you need people to be there, not criticizing anything you're writing, but to cheer for you. Yeah. yeah, that's great, Joe. I like that. That's great, Joe. So I would let Kurt. I forget, doctor. He was a doctor of something. Yeah. And uh, and then Kurt thought, oh, I'm going to send this to Jonathan Winters. So that's what, really cool. What happens is the Jonathan Winters agent is dying of the same cancer my brother was dying of. Whoa. And I knew nothing of this, and so he gives the 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 screenplay to Jonathan Winters. And it's at this point that Kirk calls me and says, Joe, you know what? I, I, I gave the, I sent your screenplay. I said, well, you know, you know, no one's supposed to see that. I mean, it was for me and Pat. And uh, so huh. it, it, about a year later, I completely forgot about it. About a year later, uh, Jonathan Winter sends that note. Wow. That's amazing. But it turns out I can't show it to anybody. I can write it legally, but I can't show it to anybody because I don't own the rights to the story because it's not I, I don't know the own the original. But can't you buy Universal or something and then yeah, do, whatever do it is the whole thing. <laughs> whoever <laughs> anyway, Yeah. Yeah. So then I started writing my own, all my own stuff. And it's fun. It's really well, a lot of fun. So there's a, there's a couple other upsides. We have a quick break we're gonna take. Uh but before we get to that Oh yeah, because we know what comes on the other end of this. To, to come down the home Is stretch. Is there a paycheck involved? No, fortunately not. But uh, there'll be some nice parting gifts for you backstage. <laughs> a copy could, of our home It's game. a Spiegel gift, gift certificate. <laughs> no. So, 
We have our pun segment coming up. Ah. So I heard you brought a bunch of puns with you. We're going to use yours. Oh, really? No, I, I don't didn't. know where you heard that. Uh... <laughs> no, but but here's some upside. Before we go to a break, I a thought co- the pun section was getting kind of wordy. Really? Yeah. Is that a, is that a shot? Is that a parting shot? No. Do you have other stuff you want to <laughs> no. say? Puns are words. So. Oh, I see. If we had a drum roll, I, no, don't well, worry about it. Dan yeah. won't even give me a drum roll. But but let's do this. Yeah. All right. Number one. Yes. Uh, you know, till now, you have tried to Great win song. prizes with the radio oh, station. I, you mean I can win a card? I'm not an employee. I have signed a contract. To- yeah, see, they had, uh, now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, the good, that was just say the upside of your retirement is you could actually start winning I, prizes. I could start winning prizes. But the truth is mm-hmm. we may call you every now and again in case we're stuck, you know, need yeah. you. Right. So, sorry, you can't win Someone's anything. got a flat tire. You still can't. Not that. Oh. You oh. know, if our fine production director, Doug, is out, yeah. we yes. need you to come in and cut a commercial or something. That. You'll sure. run over and help I'll, out. I'll do that. All right. So, that. sorry, you can't So, I prices. still can't win now? No, I still can't. But I'm unemployed. I'm on a fixed income. <laughs> I could use some coffee. You're, I need these prizes. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. And so, now you also um, – so, in all seriousness, it's been wonderful having you here. Thank you. A year and a half together doing this program. It was a great charge for me. Yeah. And uh, and folks Tim, can – Tim, right? <laughs> if you ever get tired of, like, Joe not being here, you can always catch the podcast. Maybe you don't even care who the guests are. So, you can scan the podcast and see where Joe happens to chime in. Yeah, And get right. your Joe fixed that way. I can do that. WFL.com. We're working on podcast, podcasting. Yes. Podcast tab, drop down menu. We have about 200 shows since we started. Something like that since oh, yeah, it has to September be like of last yeah. year. Maybe 250 at this point. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. So right. it'll that this today's podcast will be up at probably at about six o'clock. Yeah. If not sooner. Now you did mention you did mention the name Danny. Danny. And Danny is over there. But do you have a microphone nearby? Is this is this the time to pass the virtual Hello. baton? Hello. Are you on? You got to turn it up a little bit. Hi. There you are. It's still on the low side. No, not even higher. Can it go higher than that? Hi. There you Hi. go. I'm okay. here. There's the, yeah, she, yeah, there she is. She's, like she's behind a couch or something. She's the new Joe. Hi, I'm here. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> so, Danny, this is short for Danielle, is we're trying her out to see if she can push the right buttons. She seems to be doing pretty well. Oh, she's, so I mean, I've, I've heard good things about her teacher, but I can't okay. say, you know. Yeah. Hardest working producer. Yeah. <laughs> in Philadelphia radio, yeah. Yeah. So maybe she'll get this. So her first real test is going to come in a second here. Because With we have the, the pun, uh, pun section. section yeah. See, she's quick on the So draw. I'm not going in there for the puns. I'm here. Well, you know what? If you want to. What go, would you like? I'll tell you what. Yeah. How about you go in there and you guys can split up the sound effects? I, I'll just sit with her as she does them. Okay. But, but it might be fun for you to, to push a button or two if you want. I could. One or two. You got rid of my, ha- my, my howling dogs. I, I didn't like it. The donkeys. Sorry. You got rid of the donkeys. They went on too long. Mm-hmm. Well, you can turn them off. I well, mean, I, I know. I'm sorry. But you, so you, how about that? You okay. can do that. Do All you have right. anything else you want to share with our fine audience? No, uh, this, these were 13, 14 years of great times here at WFIL. Yeah. Yeah, and I appreciate it. I wouldn't have stayed lo- as long as I had if it weren't for you. Well, so it's been a pleasure. And Doug, you know, and, and newly Danny. But, you know, Doug brought me in. Yeah. And uh, that's how I met you the first time. Yeah. We're glad to have had so, you. And then yeah, you won't be you. a stranger. We'll share lunch every now and again. I'm up for that. Yeah. All right, so let's yeah. go to a quick break. You run over there. We only okay. have two minutes left for the pun segment. Oh, wow. So we got to hustle up with this. Okay. We'll go to break. Come back in just a second to Tim DeMoy's show, our little farewell segment. Farewell for now with Joe Harnett, the hardest-working producer in Philadelphia radio. 
between 402 and 45850 as he's, he does the retirement thing, but he'll be, I'm sure, checking in and harassing and disguising. Only two minutes, Tim. Come on. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to get it down to nothing, really. <laughs> Back in a second. We'll wrap up the week here in a moment. WFIL, the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. It's 4.56, Tim DeMoss Show, WFIL, coming down the home stretch of our pun segment. Now that's punny. So I guess I'm talking to Joe and Danny as we pass the baton here, producer-wise. Guys, what does, what do you call a mean crook going downstairs? A condescending con. Descending. Thank you very much. What do you call the wife of a hippie? A Mrs. Hippie. Crickets? It's a little harsh. This one's for Joe. He who laughs last thinks slowest. Joe sometimes would look at me like, what was that pun? Because it was usually a visual thing, a word spelling thing. Joe knows what I mean. Danny and Joe, I lost my mood ring, and I'm not really sure how I feel about that. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm not sure if I told you this, uh, but I have a phobia of over-engineered buildings. It- Danny, you're going to fit in fine because you put the sound effect in before the punchline, which Joe like to do every now and again. It's a complex, complex, complex. There we go. Thank you. Did you hear? This is a special dedicated one for Joe. Did you hear about the dog who ran two miles to bring back his master's stick? Personally, I think it's a bit far-fetched. There's the Joe chuckle in the background. I had a friend who was fired from his job at the road department. Uh, he was stealing. And I have to say, I saw it coming because the last time I was at his house, all the signs were there. <laughs> and that'll do it for our fine fun pun segment. Now that's Punny Joe Harnett, our special guest, heading off into the sunset, retiring, but he'll, I'm sure, I'll chime in every now and again. Welcome aboard to Danny. God bless each and everyone listening. Have a wonderful weekend. We pass the baton now to Jim Maxim, Acts 413 Ministries. He leads in prayer next. Lord Wim, we'll see you on Monday. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.